Good evening, wrestling fans. Welcome to the Haggard Step and Hershey's Elf High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle. Once again, here at Cross Creek, we are in the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. Rex Burr, along with uh, AJ Calver, is uh, Dane Fillings on a QT this week, and uh, have a couple of different guests. Uh, we had some coaches lined up that uh, called in and said they could not make it. So uh, we've kind of changed directions here tonight, AJ, and this is going to be like the. Uh, old reunion night for the Jay County Patriots, I believe. I believe it is. I've seen an old uh, Hall of Famer up here, a silver-haired gentleman that uh, ha- have had the opportunity to watch wrestle and uh, coach against. You know, he's a, he's a, he's kind of a turncoat. He was a Delta state champion, but then went to Jay County and uh, kind of made his fame there as a coach. That's not a turncoat. That's just improving <laughs> everybody's program. <laughs> and, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, the, the year that he had the uh, – the two state champions at uh, Jay County. I was uh, refereeing uh, that semi-state where they came through, and I saw those two guys come through there and actually had uh, David Ferguson's one match, and uh, he did almost didn't make it out of the semi-state. I'm surprised you didn't mess him up. Rex. No, it, it, he, wrestled, he wrestled a kid from uh, Lawrence North that he battled back and forth with, and it was a bang-bang match, and it came out the way that Tim wanted to, and uh, Ferguson goes on to win the state championship along with Glogus the following week. I believe I called that on the radio. Yeah. So we are in the uh, weigh-in section of the uh, period, and uh, as uh, A.J. and I are working on some things here, um, I think that uh, A.J. is uh, going to run down and tell us about what his experience was at the NE8 uh, Super Duel as uh, Belmont uh, was wrestling over at Norwell as we were covering uh, the ACAC duels there on Saturday morning from Jay County. And, A.J., uh, you were there for the matches, and uh, you saw the Belmont Braves come through that uh, pretty cleanly. Well, Rex, uh, not many squads in the state could go into a triple duel like that, missing four of their starters. Not one, not two, not three, but four of their starters were out of the lineup. And that should be enough to make it a very even contest against everybody you're wrestling. But this year's Belmont squad, they overcame that. They brought some reserves in or some, some wrestlers. They moved weights around. And it didn't seem to bother them much as the uh, the only match that was anywhere close was the normal match where Belmont won at 51-30. to 30. Well, uh, we were at the ACAC duels, and uh, Adam Central uh, still came off their uh, state championship uh, game, still trying to get things in line. And uh, they were also short a few guys, and they were not able to overcome as they were uh, defeated in a close match by Bluffton in a close match against Jay County. But... Uh, Coach Curry is going to get those guys back in lineup, and I think they're going to do quite well for themselves this, this year. Having been in that situation with uh, young men res- uh, playing football in a state title game and then getting back into wrestling shape, it's not easy. It doesn't happen overnight, and it'll be another week or two. In about two weeks, those, those young men for Coach Curry will be back in the wrestling mode, and they'll be ready to go. We uh, talked uh, earlier in the season that uh, DeKalb was uh, working their way back into the uh, uh, good graces of the, of the wrestling area, but uh, they wrestled Belmont 71-8, uh, to eight, uh, so they're still working on getting those younger guys uh, coached up. Twelve matches to two matches on Saturday. I know that DeKalb had a, a, two of their starters out with injury, and, uh, but even so, um, Belmont wrestled great. And DeKalb had a lot of young men there. Their, their, their roster is full. You look at uh, what they've got. And, um, you know, they're, they're working at it. You know, they've got, they've got interested parents whose 
kids are wrestling in the JV in the junior high program, and they're going to get it done. They're getting better. And I think everybody in the NE8 is their goal is to get to the point where Belmont is today. So the uh, closest match that Belmont had over there <clears throat> was the uh, Belmont Norrell match, the final score. That was 51 30. So why don't you give us a breakdown on uh, what you felt uh, some of the key matches for that win for Belmont there were? Well, Belmont was up 33 18 after Dobie Litchfield scored a 20 4 tech fall win. And then because of kids sick or hurt or out, we saw, for the first time since he was a freshman, Carter Thomas in the lineup. He's a senior this year, and Carter, Carter was wrestling and came out like a house of fire. And this is a young man that was a champion as a junior high wrestler and wrestled as a ninth grader and uh, was a conference champion as a ninth grader. Got beat at the regional level, but has not wrestled since, and uh, he was up early and then he got in for a high crotch got in on the leg didn't change off didn't cut the corner as they say and the young man he was wrestling thumped him right to his back so carter lost a five point move he was losing 11 to 6 with about a less than a minute to go in the match and i'm sitting up there in the stands thinking all right you you, you know you've done great this kid's pretty good just don't get pinned and it's going to be okay and that'll you know give us an opportunity to win this dual meet but obviously Carter wasn't thinking like I was thinking because he went in, got a front headlock, reached across, got the, the cross leg, which we call the Palmer cradle, locked the kid up, took him to his back, and stuck him. And I want to tell you, the Belmont crowd, the coaches erupted. I'm stomping on the bleachers like the old days. I think I busted one of my cowboy boots. And it was so much fun not being on the radio and being able to scream and yell and kick and scream. It was just unbelievable. 551 was the call. Carter Thomas, the winner. That made the score 39-18. And there was no coming back for the Norwell Knights after that. That's good to see uh, uh, Carter back into the lineup, and uh, we're just going to, as we talk to Coach Gunson, who's here tonight, uh, they're going to take that kind of one, one match at a time and see how that goes. Uh, Belmont uh, also defeated East Noble by a score of 55-23. Uh, uh, any big matches or any uh, upset in that match that uh, you may want to highlight? Yeah, as I'm looking at that, um, not really. Uh, again, Belmont missing Smedley, and, and they were missing uh, Farot, and they were missing Gavin Davis, and they were missing Freet at 170, so they had to do a lot of moving around. Uh, Cole Mendez in that match was taken down, ridden out the whole first period. Looked like, you know, this is not going to go well for Cole, but the second period, they're on their feet, and Cole hits him with an over-and-under throw, which you've seen before, yeah. and puts him to his back and pins him, and that, that was that. So Men Mendez did a nice job there and turned a loss around into a victory. Um, also, uh, some matches that <clears throat> took place uh, over, over the weekend uh, had some uh, female wrestlers, as uh, Andrea Hernandez uh, had a fall win over a Jay County wrestler, and then she also had a fall win over a Frontier uh, young lady, and then semifinals, uh, she won by fall over a girl from Columbus City, and then uh, injury default uh, was the winner. She uh, gave up injury default to a girl from North yeah, Montgomery. In the second place. I, I hope she's going to be okay. I don't know what the what the scope of that injury was, but I know she was defeated by injury default. And uh, listening down here, uh, the championship round, uh, Trinity Coin was a winner by fall over a girl from Penn, and then she was a winner by fall over a girl from Northfield. 
and then she was a winner by major decision over a girl from North Central. And then in the finals, she was defeated uh, by fall by a girl from North Montgomery. So uh, and then she came back and wrestled again and was a winner by fall over a girl from Warren Central. So the, the Belmont girls uh, had a pretty good week in themselves. I'd say two runner-up finishes. That's terrific. So with that, uh, we've reached nearing the end of the weigh-in section. Uh, we have a live read here for the Fort Wrestling Facility. And the Fort Wrestling Facility is uh, making young wrestlers uh, better in the Fort Wayne area. And uh, we talked to uh, Coach Andy Oberlin about uh, how that uh, – has come about and the time and money that he has invested to uh, make that uh, business venture a reality. And it's one of those things that you and I both know he's not doing it to make money. He's doing it trying to increase the abilities of the uh, Fort wrestlers and trying to bring all of those uh, schools up to the level that they need to be, that they, that they have really been lacking over the past, say, 30 years. Yeah, it's terrific. Giving the young people in this area an opportunity to get better at their craft and a lot of young men have been involved with Tim Myers and the Mad Men Wrestling Club, and they've benefited from that. But this gives more young men in the Fort Wayne area and north of Fort Wayne a chance to just improve their skills. And it, all it can do is make everybody better. And I've been saying this for 20 years. We've got to get better as an area because one school being good or two schools, Yorktown, Belmont, it doesn't mean that it's going to do anybody that much good. You've got to be better because if you don't face the competition day-to-day, week-to-week, you don't face them in a regional or semi-state, you're not going to do well when it comes to state. So we'd like to thank uh, Coach Erberlin for supporting our program with that. I'm going to send it back to the studio. Steve Rouse running the board for us for a round of commercials. Back with the first period and our special guest, Nat Woods, right after this. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. Stop in and ask me for details about our new Beer of the Month Club with all our great variety. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Decatur Package Liquor, it's located right on 13th Street. Come on guys, it's where your friends shop. Cross Creek Golf Club in Decatur has the perfect Christmas gift for the entire family. This year, give the gift of golf. Reduced rates for next season are now available. Student memberships, singles, couples, family, and seniors are all options on the 27-hole beautiful Cross Creek Golf Course. Gift certificates from Cross Creek make great stocking stuffers. New merchandise, including sweaters and outerwear, are also great gift ideas. Stop in soon for the best selection, Cross Creek Golf Club in Decatur. has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Welcome back to the Haggard Septon Hershey's Eld High School Wrestling Weekly hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. And we are live again from the uh, Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. And, A.J., you and I kind of went along the same lines tonight. Uh, I went with pulled pork nachos, and they were awesome. But uh, I backed off, got half of them for lunch tomorrow. I'm ready to go. I saw you boxed yours up, too. I did. Well, I, I've got the uh, beef nachos, and I got a quarter portion. <laughs> I'm a skinny guy, Rex. <laughs> I went with a half order, and it was just way too big for me. So we are into the uh, first period of our program, and uh, joining me 
uh, once again, as he did on Saturday to help fill in as uh, Nat Woods from uh, Jay County, a former Jay County wrestler. And uh, Nat, did uh, you make a phone call to all these Jay I, County guys I or what? I did. I, I wanted to make sure we were represented tonight in, in uh, what you call enemy territory. <laughs> There's no enemies here. <laughs> well, your current coach, he's, he's kind of a hometown boy. He's married to a hometown girl, but uh, he's a... Uh, Adam Central, born and bred uh, uh, coach, and uh, Adams County. Uh, he's uh, he's doing a good job for you guys down there at Jay County, isn't he? Yeah, uh, Coach Myers has done a great job. We've taken the program to some heights that we haven't seen, uh, uh, especially with the team state last year being uninvited, then invited due to COVID, and uh, placing third last year, losing a close one to Belmont in the semifinals. From what I've seen last uh, Saturday, I I believe uh, your your places. You're on the you're on the plate again, aren't you? You're on the table. Well, I I think so. I you know we it's all about matchups, AJ. Um, you know, just like Tuesday night with uh, Delta, there was a move made by Delta that I think affected the the outcome of that match. I think Coach Myers and Coach Wood, my my brother, would like another shot at Delta. Me personally, I hope they're invited. I hope Delta. Uh, we get another Is shot Delta two A? Yes. I was questioning that. I wondered if they were two A or three A. They are 2A. Um, we lost a duel to them. I think the score was 43-36 last Tuesday. Um, they made a move at 126 up and adjusted everybody up, forfeited to 126 uh, to my nephew. And uh, I think it affected the outcome a little bit. Plus, you know, we have Cameron Clark out uh, coming back this week. I would like that. I don't know if the coaches would, but I think I would like the matchup with Delta. I'd, I say let's vote for them and so we can have a matchup again. Well, well, I know I think what we see from that Delta program is that kind of a resurgence uh, since Muncie South, Muncie South uh, does not exist anymore. A lot of those uh, old Muncie South guys, those old Johnny Smith guys from back in the early 80s to mid-80s, uh, their kids are wrestlers now, and they, they took it on themselves and said, we're going to build this program back up, and they got behind it, and that's what they've done, and I think they've really kind of put Delta back on the map in that Delaware County area. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, you know, just today, we, we competed in the elementary duels at Delta today. Uh, Delta won that. Uh, David Locke is, is involved in that program heavily. Um, you know, and he's uh, he's almost my age. I think he's two years younger than I am. So I think I, I wrestled him when I was a senior and he was a sophomore. Um, he's still involved in that program, and, and they are doing good things. Um, and you're right, uh, Muncie South's no longer there, so you have a lot of wrestlers in that Delaware County Muncie area. Muncie Central's no Mun longer there. Well, well, Muncie Central's there, Muncie North back in our day. Yeah. Muncie North is not Muncie there. North's no longer there, so you're getting a wide um, swath of people that will go to Delta in Delaware County. Well, we've seen that, that Muncie South kind of area spread out. That's, that's where Cowan's picked up, yep. Galeville's picked up, Monroe Central's picked up. I mean, those kids from Delaware County have just kind of moved out of Muncie and into the outlying areas. And, you know, Tony, Tony Abbott and that Cowan squad have really started to build a good program down there along with Daleville and some of those other schools. Yeah, Dalton Basinger's done a great job at, at Daleville. I think their team state this year maybe – uh, I think they're ranked maybe ninth in 1A. Dalton's done a great job there. Tony's done a great job at Cowan. Um, his son, Toby, is a threat, I think, this year at 145, 152 area. Um, and I, I think the the uh, area is strong like it used to be. I know we hear a lot of things about the Fort Wayne semi-state. I think what, what, what Wade McClurg is doing and, and at the Fort with uh, Oberlin, I think that's going to really make the Fort Wayne semi-state much stronger. We ha it has to, and, and I like to see the fact that Muncie, the whole area, is getting better, and the, the old Delta wrestlers who are involved in championship teams and state championships themselves, their kids, their grandkids are now, you know, they're coming on, and we need to see that. Uh, yeah, we do, AJ, and, and I tell you, 
you know, I think things are cyclic. You, see, you hear all the time, you see on Indiana Matt all the time um, with the disparaging comments about the Fort Wayne semi-state. You know, I don't know if it's just from the young group. Um, I'm the last year of the baby boomers, but I remember when these schools that are in the Fort Wayne semi-state were dominant. You know, you had five straight state titles from Delta. You had Muncie South with a couple state titles. You had Belmont with state titles. You know, at one point, the schools in the Fort Wayne semi-state were the dominant schools in the state of Indiana. So I think it might be a cyclic thing. I think you're, you're going to see a resurgence over the next five to ten years of the Fort Wayne semi-state. From your lips to God's ears. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, it's uh, nice to have uh, your former coach out here, uh, for Tim Klingsmith, and I talked about Glogus and Ferguson. And uh, uh, who were some of those other guys that were on that team with you? I know that uh, Troy Jacks was part of that group, and there was, well, yeah, was some good guys. Yeah, so I was actually uh, the 82 group, and I was just talking to Coach Klingsmith before um, we come on here. I think a lot of people talk about David Ferguson and Jeff Glogus and, and uh, that being Coach Klingsmith's um, ticket to the Hall of Fame. In, in my mind, it's not. Um, when Jay County was formed, there was no wrestling in Jay County. And uh, my senior year was the seventh graduating class of Jay County High School. We won a semi-state title, the Indianapolis semi-state title. Jay County passed Delta to go to Indianapolis. I think that's Coach Clinton Smith's ticket to the Hall of Fame. To take a consolidation from five high schools with no wrestling program to win a semi-state title in had, Indianapolis in Indianapolis had multiple state ranked wrestlers in seven years uh, is to me is his greatest accomplishment but of course I'm biased because I was on that team <laughs> imagine <laughs> but that. Uh, you know not taking away anything from David or Jeff or, or that you know Troy Jacks my brother Bruce you know David and, and Jeff Eric Lemaster yep you know you can go on and on with with that squad there I think uh, Tim has told me the the story many times and it's lost upon uh, amongst a lot of people in 87 Jay County finished third in the state and um granted we had two state champions who, we all who know was how the state champion that year I don't know Adam Central I don't believe it. Well, I think it might have been Belmont that yeah. year. Yeah, I, th I think. I think In 87. I think. <laughs> Coach Kenson says, thank you. <laughs> but, any but, but anyway, so, you know, a lot of people don't realize one of the top ranked wrestlers in the state that year was put out. I think Coach can remind me here. It was either Friday night or Saturday morning. was Eric LeMaster. Ended up with a concussion in his match. Um, probably would have been top four. We had the two state champions. We finished, I think, maybe. A, I don't know how. We won by 20-some points. Nobody's asking you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Gunson. Um, but, Current but anyway, assistant coach at we Belmont. Were just a, last uh, head we coach for how many points. years? 20, 15 years? How long were you head coach? I was a head coach seven. Six or seven years. Six or He doesn't remember. Been around for 30. But, yeah. but he's been around forever, right? Yeah, so we just finished a few points behind uh, second, uh, second place that, that year. So, you know, Coach Clank's been done a lot for the Jay County wrestling program. Um, you know, I owe a lot of – you know, my involvement and my love for the sport is really a, comes direct from Coach Klingensmith. You know, I, I know that uh, you guys, it was weird because you guys went to that, that uh, Newcastle semi-state. And because I was from this area, I usually got sent away from the Fort Wayne semi-state. And I worked that Newcastle semi-state quite a, quite a lot. And there were some tough schools coming there because Richmond came in there and Newcastle was in there. Newcastle used to be a powerhouse back in the day. And uh, for you guys to go in there and win that hey, semi-state. They were a powerhouse, but they never had any state champs. Rex, Rex is old enough. He wrestled my matches. I refereed your matches. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he is old, isn't uh, he? Yeah. Well, you know, you graduated in 82. Yeah. I graduated in 79, so I, I was refereeing, but I, had, I was not that much older than you were. Yeah, that's true. He that's just true. looked older. I feel old now. No yeah. hair and a big gut. Yeah. But, but I, you know, yeah, I think Coach Wayne Smith has been great, and I think Coach Myers, uh, both Coach Myers, we have James and, and Coach Myers here, both have followed that, that same philosophy that Coach instilled uh, with the program years ago. You know, we talked uh, Saturday about uh, the, the county the size of Jay to have everybody come into one school. And you said, imagine if Belmont did that. Well, that'd be six schools. You'd have Norwell, uh, Bluffton, no, Southern Wells. That's two counties, so, Rex. That's, well, that's Adams, the size. Wells. No, I'm telling you, the, oh, the, size, size? the size of yeah. Jay yeah, you would. would be yeah. Wells and Adams put together. And yeah. it's like you could build a great team, but a lot of these kids wouldn't wrestle like they did before. You wouldn't make that team. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, that, that's one thing. You, you know, I see kids and, you know, I'm heavily involved with the elementary program. You know, we filled it, filled it our first full team today in our fifth dual meet at the elementary level. And then you have schools like Delta and Leo that have JV teams. You know. oh, from what I'm seeing, uh, what some schools are doing in our area with the younger kids, they're working very hard at it. And I'm not convinced that the local North Adams schools were not. We, when I say we, North Adams is is not competing at that high a level, and that'll come back to bite them in the end because you know and I know that you start your programs in about the second, third, fourth grade. Yeah, absolutely. And I tell you, and I think that's one great thing about the elementary duels, and you guys probably remember back in the day. I remember wrestling in seventh and eighth grade and going to maybe even my freshman year, going to a tournament at Muncie Central High School. And I remember wrestling my last match. You guys remember this name. My last match of the night was against John DeHart yeah. from Chesterton. You guys remember that name. It was at midnight. Yeah, right. So that's how many kids went to tournaments back in the day. Now you go into those local tournaments, and they combine weight classes, and you hope to get three. A lot of times you get two. So I think the one thing about the elementary duels is it guarantees you four or five matches Which is what you to want. build your mat program time. on. You mat want that time. mat time. Mm -hmm. And I think the elementary dual uh, events are the great things for elementary programs. I see a lot of things about um, how do we grow the sport. I think I've seen a thread on Indiana Matt. I would like to see the JV tournaments go how the ISWA tournaments are now. Let's combine them all. Let's do mat side pairing, and let's let all these JV kids wrestle instead of not wrestle and sitting on the sidelines. So, now let's uh, stick with that topic. We're going to take it back to the studio for a round of message from our, from our fine sponsors. When we come back, let's pick up and talk about uh, maybe break down and tell us how the elementary duels tournament works. With that, we're going to send back to the studio. Steve, I'll be back with more wrestling talk right after this. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery. Heller Nursery is located in between Decatur and Bluffton on 400 West. Christmas is right around the corner. Heller Nursery has fresh cut greens and wreaths for decorating. Don't forget Christmas trees and poinsettias. Come see our wide selection of houseplants and indoor pottery. New crops are available weekly. Check out Heller Nursery's Facebook page for current selection and specials. We are open seven days a week, year round. DDD Maintenance and Repair, owned and operated by Shane Reynolds, has your local professionals for heavy-duty truck and diesel engine repair. DDD Maintenance and Repair also offers full-service sand and glass blasting for your surface restoration projects. Whether it's getting your heavy-duty truck and diesel engine running like new or sandblasting your project to look like new, we have a blast renewing the past. Give Shane and the guys a call at 260-223-5442. That's DDD Maintenance and Repair. 
Brad Weber proudly supports the WZBD Wrestling Coaches Show. He also supports youth football in Adams County as a board member of the Decatur Football League and president of Belmont Cadet Football, giving our youth the chance to learn the great game of football. Some of the best football players in our area have also been fantastic wrestlers. That's why famous coaches like Joe Gibbs and John Madden always wanted wrestlers on their team. Find out more about youth football opportunities by giving Brad a call at 452-7045 or email bw at bradweberlaw.com. Welcome back to the Hagner Stepner Hershey's Eld High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle at Cross Creek. Once again, live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, and we are made our way to the second period. Still joined by uh, Nat Wood from uh, part of the Jay County Assistant Wrestling Program, and uh, we have a lot of his other uh, coaches here with us tonight. His coach from back in the day, and uh, Nat, why don't you go ahead and uh, just continue talking about how those uh, elementary duels work, uh, as if somebody like me doesn't know. Yeah, so it starts out, it's, it's generally everything sanctioned by the ISWA. So there's a big annual meeting. Um, all the schools that decide uh, they want to hold a dual event, an elementary dual event at, at their location, they go to a bid meeting, they pick their date, and we, we try to be the first one of the year at Jay County. Um, so basically you're on your own. You get it sanctioned through the ISWA, you put out the fillers, and you say, hey, we're having this tournament. There's an entry fee. Weight classes are, pr- are pretty much set by the ISWA at 43 to 175. The only difference there, not that this is part of the whole thing, the gap at 130 to 175 I think is too wide for elementary. So at the Jay County Elementary Duels, we add 150. So one gets more kids out there, and we don't have the gap of a fourth-grade 130-pounder, 132-pounder, wrestle 175-pounder. So once you get those invites, and, you know, two years ago, uh, before COVID, we actually had 18 teams. We call our event Duels on the Border. We um, try to attract uh, teams from Ohio, and we split, at least at our tournament, we split those up into large and middle and small schools and have three divisions. And you're generally going to get four to five matches. You're going to wrestle a team duel just like you do with Jay County Wrestling Belmont or Jay County Wrestling Adams Central or Belmont Wrestling Adams Central. And it's a team duel environment just like you see at, at the Northeast Super 8 that you've seen yesterday, uh, AJ, that you've seen Belmont wrestle DeKalb, East Noble, and whoever. It's the same type of thing as you'll see in a conference tournament these days. How many kids involved in, in a day like that total? I think there's uh, 15 ISWA weight classes, um, so most tournaments are at least eight teams. Um, this year we had uh, 10. Two years ago we had 18 teams at Jay County. <clears throat> so 15 times 10, 150 kids. Nice. And the one thing that is great about these also, we talked about the, the JV kids or the kids that are just starting. After each duel, most duels let you run exhibition matches until all those duels in that round are complete. So, which is another way to get those kids that just started matches. Another thing that you see in this area that Belmont's involved in, Jay County's involved in, Adam Central's involved in, is a rival wrestling league. So, all Norwell's involved, Bluffton's involved. So, on Friday night, you take the beginners, pretty much mostly K through 2, but you have some beginners that are 3, 4, 5, 6. Get together and you get as many matches as you possibly can. So, friendship meets is basically the type of thing that it is. 
you know, mat, mat time for those little guys and, and a chance to compete against, you know, when you're a first-time wrestler and it's your second or third match in your life and you're wrestling a young man that's two or three years older and has been wrestling for a couple of years, that's no fun at all no, it, because you, you're going to get laid out in a hurry. But to, to wrestle somebody else about your talent level, then you got an opportunity to show your stuff. Yeah, and you, and you, have, that, you have that chance at an elementary duel. You even have that chance to... You can see a kid wrestle in the next duel, or you know a kid. You know you know some kids that if you're involved in this sport that have won a couple state titles and they're a fifth grader, and you've got a third grader that just come out. You're not going to wrestle that match, but right. you know what? We'll wrestle your JV afterwards. Right. You know, so we're, the elementary duels are creating opportunities, not only for your varsity kids, but your junior varsity kids, your beginners, to wrestle in a dual environment, just like they see their high school heroes, basically. There's these kids that they... They look up to, you know, my grandson's wrestling now. He's six years old. You know, my nephew, one of my nephews, is he's a pretty good wrestler, Tony Wood. He, he looks no, up. He's not bad. He, he looks up. I have another nephew, Connor Speck. You know, he looks up to these guys, and, you know, he wants them to come watch him wrestle. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's getting to experience the same thing that he sees them experience. Now, Nat, they've been running those on Sundays? Run those on Sundays. Okay. Is it uh, tough to get schools to step up and sponsor those and run them and manage them on a Sunday? Well, you manage your own. Okay. Um, so it, you know, it takes this entire team that you see here, Coach Myers, Bruce, James, you know, it takes all those and our, our you know, Jay County Wrestling Club board to run an elementary duel because you, know, you, you, you have to hire officials. You have to have concessions. You know, there's, there's a lot of things. So really what it is is a fundraiser for your club. Okay. Is, is really what you're trying to do here, um, to create opportunities for your uh, your program K through 12, whether it's buying singlets, whether it's, you know, sending your varsity team to a summer duel, you know, sending girls to camp. So it's all about fundraising to create opportunities for the youth in your community. You know, you and I talked on Saturday, and you said that you guys are planning a Disney duels trip this summer. Now, what kind of... Uh logistics have to go in place to uh, set one of those kind of tournaments up but really it's it's not hard to enter the tournament the hard part is the fundraising yeah you know so you know what we do is the elementary duels we do raffles we do 50 50s you know we do all those kinds of things this past summer we had a summer duel tournament you know so just we we do fundraisers you know one of our biggest supporters is sitting right down there in the corner coach coach Klingensmith. um so it's about alumni giving back. So it's reaching out to your community to support your program. Seems to me that as hard as you guys are working at this, somewhere in the not-too-distant future, it will come to fruition. And, and, you're, well, and I, it is right now. As you came in third last year in two-way, and you've got two or three young men who are state finalists who you hope to be back again, and with the – influx of new blood and, and continued uh, excitement in, in, with the kids, it's, it's going to get nothing but better. I'll tell you, one of the biggest, um, one of the funnest weekends that I had was two years ago. Um, we had the state finals. My nephews were eighth graders. I think James's son was a seventh grader. So the weekend, we go to the state finals. Uh, I think we have Mason Winter and Chandler Chapman there that year. We have two kids there. And then on Sunday, Coach Klingensmith was inducted into the Hall of Fame. 
while at the same time our middle school was competing in the ISWA middle school state duels. What a lot of people don't realize, two years ago, Jay County Middle School was middle school state runner-ups, and that's not classed. That's the whole shebang. That was the whole shebang. We lost to Center Grove in the finals, you know, but we competed with the Avons, the Brownsburgs, you know, the Carmels. You're talking about what Belmont did five years ago, this group of seniors, when they were eighth graders. I believe they might have been either second or third in the, in the runner. Yeah. As, uh, yeah, so the one thing I think the biggest thing to inject um, pride in your community to try to reach out to these kids is making sure whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, WPGW Radio in Portland, the commercial review, is making sure that you get those accolades out there for other kids to see. Because, you know, no matter what you think, fifth and sixth graders like to see their names in the paper. Okay. They like to see their names on Facebook. <laughs> you know, so a big key to generate that interest of these kids is, is making sure that that gets out there. You know, we want that... Uh, <clears throat> You know, I, I tell a story, you know, Jay County has, let's say, five middle schools, or excuse me, five elementaries. I want that guy that's number five on your basketball team in our elementary wrestling room. Because, it's, you know, when it comes down to it, when they're freshmen and sophomores, all 25 aren't going to play. Nope. So if he's athletic, he's number five at East Elementary. Sorry, basketball coaches, we want him in the wrestling room. So we want to do everything we can to get that word out there. And we've seen that a uh, couple of different places here. And I know South Adams had uh, one of their former basketball players try wrestling this year. I mean, the, the worm kid, the, the heavyweight at AC, was a basketball player last year. And uh, he wrestled uh, quite well on Saturday, if not from being uh, in the lineup for a long time. But uh, that's one of those things that uh, some of these kids, it's like, you know, I'm going to be the third string center on a basketball team, or maybe I can be the starting uh, 285, uh, 285 pounder on a heavy on a wrestling team. That's exactly right, and and it goes down to the elementary, and middle school levels. It really does. It, it's all about young men who want to compete, and they lose the opportunity because they're not quite skilled enough at shooting shooting the three, perhaps, but they're athletic and they they can fight and and they're intense and and they want to compete. Well, their sport in the winter is wrestling. That's right. You know, it, it's all about, like you said, getting them map time, getting, getting them opportunities to wrestle. Um, just doing it in the wrestling room isn't enough, so creating friendship meets, elementary duels. Um, as I was saying, I think, in my opinion, the JV meets, the JV tournaments that you see on Saturday should be a free-for-all. If you have, if you have three 126-pounders, let them all wrestle. Let them all wrestle. Let's right. do it like an ISWA yeah. uh, and, you know, create the opportunities. If you're going to have Jay County High School, Belmont, Adams Central all go to the same place and have one 126, and you got everybody's got 226 is sitting at home, that's not growing the sport. Let's create tournaments to let them all wrestle. Now, Nat, do you guys have some uh, female wrestlers on your team as well? We do. Um, we almost have a full team. I'll let Coach Myers talk more about it, but you know, we we do actually. <clears throat> um, we uh, competed in the first tournament of the year, Columbia City, I think. Uh, we lost a duel to them on criteria. Then yeah. we won the tournament at uh, Columbia City or finished second. We won one at Northville. Coach Myers can talk more about that, but we do. Uh, Lizzie Dollars, a three-time medalist. Uh, Mallory Winter, you, you, know, you know the last name. Her older brother was a four-time medalist. She's a freshman. I don't think she's lost a match yet. Um, I think she entered the year unranked, and she's number three. 
Um, so, yeah, almost a full team. We'll uh, bring uh, Coach Meyer in here as we get ready to go to the third period. But uh, here at the end of the second period, uh, we need to have a live read about the Double Eagle uh, Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill and probably as someone who's had more meals here than anybody. AJ, you want to give us your take on uh, what do you think of the food here at the Double Eagle Clubhouse oh, it's, Grill? It's excellent. The quality of the food, the, the uh, service is great. And uh, you're always going to get your value here. I mean, you're not going to overspend. You're not going to spend too much. You're not going to go walk away saying, man, look at my credit card bill. That was a lot of money for not much food. You're going to get your money's worth here at the Clubhouse Grill. Jason and, and his cooks and everybody here wants to make sure that you're satisfied and you're happy with your meals. And Rex, who is a connoisseur of good food or of food of any kind, uh, look at the guy. You know, he. Uh, I can't. I can't say anything. Uh, <laughs> I thought the Reuben egg rolls were fantastic. You went the Reuben egg rolls. They're, they are very good. But uh, if you like good food and great service and cold beverages, and thirteen or fourteen, I can't remember the number of big screen TVs to watch sports events up here, you need to come out to the Double Eagle upstairs. The golf course is underneath. But upstairs is the clubhouse grill, and Jason and his crew do a great job. Uh, on Tuesday night when uh, New Haven was in town, I told Jimmy Lynn, I said, Coach, I said, you're in Decatur twice one week. He said, I might come back for the weekend. He said, my wife and I, we had a big meal and some drinks and stuff, and he said, it cost me 20 bucks. He said, that, that's unheard of in Fort Wayne. And I said, yeah, as always, it's a, it's a value. So with that, we're going to send it back to the studio, Steve Ralphs, once again for some of the sponsors that help allow wrestling to come to you on the weekend. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery. Heller Nursery is located in between Decatur and Bluffton on 400 West. Christmas is right around the corner. Heller Nursery has fresh cut greens and wreaths for decorating. Don't forget Christmas trees and poinsettias. Come see our wide selection of houseplants and indoor pottery. New crops are available weekly. Check out Heller Nursery's Facebook page for current selection and specials. We are open seven days a week, year round. Welcome back to the Haggard Septon Hershey's Hill High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle at Cross Creek, once again live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Girl. And now for the third period, we've been joined by another Jay County associate of the uh, Jay County Wrestling Program, former Adams Central wrestler that uh, I was lucky enough to referee some of his matches when he was just a youth. But uh, Coach Eric Myers has joined us here in the third period. And uh, Coach, uh, we one of the matches we covered on Saturday at the ACAC Duels was the uh, Adam Central Jay County match and uh, 
That match started out a little lopsided. Adam Central came back on you, but uh, you were the final winner there, and uh, you got the sheet in front of you. What kind of matches do you think that were the key matches in your victory in that, in that dual meet? Well, we started at 170, so uh, as, as we came around to the, the lighter weights, we kind of, with uh, inserting uh, Daniel Moore at 113 and kind of sliding everybody up, uh, we were in the driver's seat as that, that match closed out. I, I remember after uh, Tony Wood wrestled at 138, we had it locked up. So that takes a little bit of stress off of me. Well, you had a, you had a big key reversal as uh, Zach Worm had uh, spec, uh, Connor Speck uh, in bad way and then the reversal, and that's, that's almost a 12-point swing right there. Yeah, and we bumped Connor up from 220 to heavyweight, and he, he really did a great job battling against Worm. And it, you could tell that uh, Worm was quite a bit bigger than him, and it, it, that was a real big step forward for Connor to battle off bottom, uh, get a reversal, and then get a huge pin there for us. You know, uh, Nat has lots of nephews on he that team. He learned that move off me, by yeah. the way. And he was a little bit excited during that match when his uh, nephew came from behind and got the pin there. Was it an arm roll or what? <laughs> I, don't, I was excited. I don't even remember, AJ. I was excited for Connor because – They traded reverse half Nelsons. Con Connor's had such difficult time on bottom, and to see the improvement that he's had the last few matches is, is exciting for me. Yeah, he battled off bottom and ended up um, – I think uh, Worm had a cradle that Connor worked out of and ended up on top and – Found a half and a wrist. It was a scramble. Thing. It was a little scramble. So, AJ, um, one of the other matches that Zach Worm had on Saturday was with the Bluffton heavyweight, and if you'd have been there, you'd have titled it as a cowboy fight. They ended up on the gym floor maybe four or five times into the bleachers. Uh, they were just letting it fly. Cowboy hats were gone. That's great stuff. They were getting after it. Both big, strong kids. I think 250-plus on both of them. So what else uh, in that match that uh, – who wrestled well for you in that match that uh, helped kind of put away? I know that Adam Central's missing a few key guys that uh, they're going to get back, and they're, they're going to be back into the mix of things. But uh, having a slow start from football from a couple weeks ago, uh, they're not back at full strength yet. Yeah, you get into matches like that. You know, even um, Ramon Bravo – uh, wrestling Trevor Curry, who bumped up. Uh, Bravo lost 4 nothing, but, you know, he's battling, fighting off cradles, fighting Doesn't off Doesn't get pass. pinned. Yeah. yeah. Um, our, our lighter guys, you know, getting a pin at 6, getting a tech at 113. Uh, Ethan Riley had to work pretty hard. Eddie Everts uh, improved quite a bit, and uh, Ethan had to work pretty hard, but he got that pin in the third period. So uh, – you're wanting every single bonus point that you can get in those situations. So, so um, you end up going undefeated for the ACAC duels. Uh, was there any other matches that were close for you? Um, I know that Bluffton come back and had a one-point victory over AC. Uh, did you wrestle Bluffton pretty close? Uh, we, we beat Bluffton fairly handedly, but it was, uh, you know, we had a lot about a, the matchups. A, a big pin at uh, 220. Um, we put our, our backup 195 in, and he, uh, we bumped him up to 220, and he beat a semi-state kid there uh, and caught a pin. Uh, Connor Speck, again, at heavyweight, bumped up to heavyweight, and he, I think he was down 16-10 at the end yeah, of the match, like but uh, it, Bluffton kid had his fourth um, illegal hold, and he was DQ'd, so yeah, that's a nine-point swing there. So there's a lot of points that, that we had in that 220 and 285 match that, that widened that gap. But Bluffton's a really solid team. Um, I, I think they're right there in that conversation to get it voted in in 1A. You know, we kind of talked a little bit off air about that, the open spot in uh, 2A for that uh, team state. And uh, everybody has their opinions. Uh, Nat's kind of had his. 
who do you think is one of the front runners for that uh, 2A open slot? Um, I, I've had just a little opportunity to look at it. You know, Norwell's got a really solid team. Delta, obviously, we saw them. Um, that they're tough, well coached. Uh, and then I, I briefly before we got here, I looked at Owen Valley, and it, we're up here in the Northeast, and we kind of get blinded by those teams that, that we see all the time. And I think that's it's really important to to go through and and look at matchups and look at teams and and kind of look at uh, how they've fared against other competition. I, I know by the end of this week. Uh, Dane's going to have all kinds of stats put together on all those teams that are that are uh, in the running for that vote in, and and we'll be well informed whenever that vote in happens. So, uh, Nat, you kind of had your opinion. Who who do you think's uh, looking good for that opening spot? Yeah, you know, I you know I I think Eric and I disagree a little bit on it. Um, number one, I I want another shot at Delta. I think when you come in as a team and you beat number three ranked. Um, I would think if you're I, beating I, number three, I think, you should I think get a spot in the top um, one eight. I yeah. think we have a great opportunity in front of us, uh, Jay County, as a team uh, this weekend uh, to see what we're made of and uh, try to defeat Garrett on Saturday. Um, what event know. is that? What You got some duels up there? Yeah, at Carroll. Bel- Belmont was a part of it in the past. We, we'll wrestle uh, Garrett, Bishop Dwinger, uh, Northrop, uh, Carroll, and East Noble. Good competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I, you know, personally, I, I, I would like to see Delta get that just to have the opportunity to, to see them again. And that, they're a solid team. They'd be deserving if they got in. I just, you know, that teams that we've seen, um, I, I think there's other teams that are right in there in that conversation. You know, last year we were down there at Delta for the girls' volleyball uh, regional. And when we were leaving, or for the sectional, we were leaving there, uh, Dane and I kind of walked through, they were still building the uh, new Delta wrestling complex in the in kind of in the middle of the school, almost like a fishbowl. Uh, they're looking at uh, you guys were there. What do you think of their new facility? I just uh, actually had a tour of it today. Um, outstanding. The top level floor uh, has enough room straight across with uh, four for four mats. Four. Four brand new mats. Has a, uh, I guess, a running walking track around those four mats. Uh, has an area that can drop down for uh, baseball batting practice, some cages. Uh, the weight room on bottom is probably better than some small colleges have. They, uh, the wrestling uh, team has a locker room in there that's uh, dedicated for wrestling. The football locker room is in there as well. They have You see those colleges that have those meeting rooms uh, for film work. They have a small film room or a classroom in that facility, but uh, definitely, definitely top-notch. One of my sponsors, uh, Brad Weber talked about the facilities at Delta. He said they are extremely good. You know, that's one of those uh, schools that uh, had uh, great success back in the days, you know, five straight championships then in the 80s, kind of fell on some thin times, but uh, I think uh, with the right group of people uh, starting to build them back up and really turning that program around. It, it just takes work. It, it takes people who are dedicated to the sport. And normally it's uh, former wrestlers and former coaches who want to see the kids be successful. And they've got that going on. I mean, they've got Mr. Locke, and they, they, they've they got a lot, of, a lot of things going for them. They've got the whole Muncie area to recruit from. Uh, recruiting across don't, the recruiting don't go on, AJ. No, it's not recruiting anymore. <laughs> 
It's not it's open enrollment. It's open enrollment in ninth grade, and uh, it, that's the way it is. If it was recruiting, I would think that Belmont should recruit everybody in Adams County because they've, they've been the best wrestling team in Adams County for 40, 50 years, but obviously we don't recruit. Well, that's, that's one of the things that the, this area is a little bit thin, but uh, I think that... Got, got uh, your tongue Myers or what? <laughs> well, it depends. You know, if he's in a coaching slot, you know, you're, you're just talking about open enrollment. But you're, you know the kids that are coming up through the programs, and you know them because these elementary duels from the junior highs. And it's like um, Belmont has a kid that wrestled in the Leo program that's in their room this year. And if you start at that school as a freshman... It's all legit. Only because he came to Decatur to wrestle in Tim Myers Wrestling Madman Club. And for those young men that are wrestling now in Jay County, in your elementary and then your middle school, they're going to stick with you because they know you and they appreciate you. And, and they're not going anywhere. So, I mean, I think it's getting into the, into the, the kids early. And, and getting them committed. You know, years ago when uh, the Michiana All-Star team was built and uh, Penn and Mishwalk and those kids, they, they'd wrestled for one team for two years and then they switched when they were in it. That's different. That's building up your team like they do down in, uh, in Marion County for football, you know, with open enrollment. And those kids will switch schools every other year if they think they have a spot on a different team. Wrestling, if, you, if you're going to come in and you'll be part of that program like the Mad Men's, like AJ's talking about, and then come in, and you start as a freshman and you run your whole career through there, that is not like jumping schools to find an open weight class. Coach Myers? I don't know if I agree. I'll, I'll speak for it. <laughs> I want to hear what he has to say. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot to say. Well, I mean, if, if there's a young man that's uh, wrestling for you guys that's uh, in one of the Indianapolis, you know, you're close to Ohio. Let's say Ohio. Oh, you're close to Ohio. You're you're close to uh, let's say um, what's what's just south of you, Winchester. Anderson. Yep, Muncie. Any Muncie? Are there some kids in your program that that might or could go to the Muncie schools? My grandson. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he's trying to avoid here? Yeah, in the elementary program. Yeah, yeah. and and you get some kids in the elementary programs because their schools don't offer, um, you know, like there's not a lot of schools that offer elementary teams yeah, right now. Um, so you, you, you can pick up some kids at the elementary level that way. Um, I, I, I always view it as a, a family choice. You know, if a kid decides that they want to go to a different school um, and, and their reason is primarily wrestling, they, they usually – or, or sports or athletics, you know, they don't usually declare that. Um, and, you know, it's a lot of work on a family if they're, they're going to travel. Um, you know, they, There's a lot that, of travel in your district just to get to your high school. Right, right. But if, if they're living outside of a district, then they, you know, they can't have a school bus to take them to school. And parents are, are responsible for getting them wherever they're going. And, you know, if they're outside a district, maybe that's a half an hour drive one way. Um, so, you know, that, that's a family choice, I, in my opinion. All great and, conversations, and, guys. And uh, I think our third period is coming in, and we're going to keep this going in the overtime period. But uh, maybe in a podcast section we'll do a little bit more. But for right now, we're going to send it back to the studio for our last break, and we're going to come back with a wrap of the sports schedule for WZBD for the rest of the week. We'll be back right after these messages. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors. 
locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. Stop in and ask me for details about our new Beer of the Month Club with all our great variety. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Decatur Package Liquor, it's located right on 13th Street. Come on guys, it's where your friends shop. Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur is hands down the best auto body repair shop in the Midwest. That's why your friends and neighbors give Bowers Paint Studio a five-star rating on Facebook. Your family ride get dinged in an accident? Take it to Bowers for a free estimate. Need a custom paint job for your collectible car or motorcycle? Bowers Paint Studio is the place to go. Nate works with all the insurance companies and can help you get a loaner. That's Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Welcome back to Hager Sefton Hershey's Held High School Wrestling Weekly as we've made it to the overtime segment. And this overtime segment is where Dane usually reads the uh, coming schedule for the sports for the rest of the week for WZBD. And I've got it in front of me here is Monday, December 13th, starts off with a match painter talk show. And then on uh, Monday, December 13th, after that, uh, Golden State Warriors will take on the Indiana Pacers. And then uh, also on Monday, Blackford at South Adams girls basketball game. At South Adams, they're going to squeeze all that in in one night. On Tuesday night, AJ and I will be on here as Belmont will host Snyder at the Belmont Gym. And uh, AJ, that'll be the first time we get to see uh, D. Al Capone VZ wrestle. I saw some results from Snyder. They were in a super duel over the weekend. They won a couple and lost a couple. I don't think they're as good team-wise as I thought they might be, but I can't (laughs) wait to see Mr. Capone. On Wednesday the 15th, it's the Jeff Brom Show. And then on, also on the 15th, it's Garrett at Belmont in boys basketball. Also Wednesday the 15th, it's uh, Indiana at Milwaukee in the NBA. Thursday, December 16th, Columbus City will be at Adam Central. And you're going to tell me. Nat, you going to be there Thursday? I'm going to tell you tomorrow. I may okay. be in Michigan. As uh, Dane's still on the QT, uh, maybe Nat will be sitting in with me as we... Uh, Go down to Adam Central. Adam Central hosts the uh, Eagles of Columbus City. And basketball? Wrestling. I'm not covering basketball, AJ. I, I was wrestling. hoping wrestling no. wrestling neither. No. After that, uh, Detroit will be at Indiana in the NBA. The Pacers host the Pistons. On Friday night, it's boys basketball, Heritage at South Adams. Saturday, December 18th, it's high school basketball coaches show with Matt uh, Conversation in the morning, and then we'll have some matches, uh, trying to line up some good matches at the New Haven 10-Way Wrestling Tournament. 
And then uh, Purdue will be at Butler in the NCAA boys basketball. Colts will be at New England for the uh, football for NFL next week. And then Sunday, once again, back here for the High School Wrestling Weekly on Sunday night. And that is the week of wrestling. And I'd like to thank these uh, guys for sitting in with us tonight. Uh, we've got a, a few minutes to talk here. Let's, let's stay on that uh, kind of talk about open enrollment. I mean, it's not like... Other sports don't do it. I'm going to tell you right now, we covered the, the girls' volleyball state championship, and those girls that play club volleyball, that's tight. It's a tough network, and it's just like the wrestling clubs that go around, probably a little bit tougher. And some of those girls that get on those clubs together, they decide they want to play together, and that's what you want. And the Belmont State runner-up team was made of girls that played club volleyball together all year long and have for four or five years. And they land at Belmont, and that's why Belmont goes to the state finals. That's the way it is. They probably played in Montana. Yeah. Well, I, some, I, are, some are playing Pineapple Club. They're, they're and, playing for Lloyd Ball. And Gola. Yeah. yeah, they're playing for Lloyd Ball. You know, he's, he's kind of a good coach. Well, you definitely see it all kind over Muncie. You, you definitely see it all over Muncie, right? I mean, Yorktown, you know, they've been a power for years. Newcastle, Muncie Burris. Yeah, Muncie Burris. You know, before it was class one, 15, 16 state titles in a row, and they were a 1A school. Um, you know, Newcastle had had a run. You know, Delta had a run. Muncie Central had a run. And they're all Munciana volleyball club. Um, and you're right. They all they all go to a school to where they can win a championship. And, it, and it's a lot like you see in the NFL, the NBA. You know, these people want to win championships and they want to win them together. And so the, there's nothing wrong with it happening in wrestling. I just don't think it happens nearly as much as it does in other sports. What do you think, AJ? I think you look at uh, Adams County and Jay County and Wells County, and what you see are local homegrown talent that have worked their way up from grade school to middle school to high school, and the coaches who are working with them have been working with them for 10 years, and they're local kids trying to win a championship for their family, for their friends, for their coaches, and I think it, it's, it's pretty much a local deal. Just like Adams Central's football team and South Adams the year before that, their football team wasn't made up of kids that came in from outside. They were local, and they just happened to have a year where all the, they had enough talent to, 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 to get to that point, to get to that level. And I think the Jay County team this year and next year and the year after that is going to be made up of kids who are, have been groomed by Jay County coaches. You know, occasionally there's a crossover. You know, there's the Matt Irwins that wrestle for Belmont. And at the time, Norwell was going back and forth through numerous coastal changes. And he's like, you know, if I want to be a state champion, I'm not going to do it at Norwell. And that's the way it is. I'll tell you what, I do. I, I agree with Coach Myers, though. I think a family decision, he's absolutely right. You know, I, I think if, a, if, if someone that lives in Anderson wants to drive to Richmond, and that, you know, their, their mom is a nurse at, at Reed Hospital, and if she wants to drop them off at school, I, I don't think the IHSAA should even get involved with that. I think a mom and dad should decide what's best for their child. Whether it's athletically or academically, it shouldn't be IHSAA's decision. Over the last 20 years from what I've seen, the IHSA does not get involved at all when it comes to wrestling. Since I've seen Yorktown wrestlers not put on a Yorktown uniform until the first round of sectionals, but that's another story. What do you think, Coach Myers? I'm not getting into that. <laughs> I, I know the reference. 
Well, didn't didn't he, didn't that same one of those gentlemen kind of jump back and forth from Jay County to Yorktown one year, that was, and then found out that Jay County wasn't going to release him, and he was back in school the next week. That was a different gentleman. I understand, <laughs> but it happened, right? It was the same weight class. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's a different topic. I thought we were going to talk about girls wrestling. How about how <laughs> yeah? About, well, exactly. how, about, how about those girls? Did you talk about the two Belmont girls? This uh, the, well, the, the, we question, the, the question was. Uh, Rex had asked me about Jay County girls, and uh-huh. I said that Coach Myers would know more about that. And I said, hey, come on up here. Hey, let's do this. i got to talk about Team Monter because uh, Dane always talks about Team Montra, uh sportswear. Um, they're a new athletic uh, um, supporter of this program. Then they, They're one of those team uh, sports that you just basically go online, they set up an account. Uh, you go online, you have your people, you give them the link. They order their stuff through them. They pay for it. They go. Uh, they send your stuff right to you. You go online, pick it all out. And days of uh, you were near the coach, Eric, and you had to hassle with all the money and sizes. And she says, I ordered a small, and it was a large, and then things like that. Team Mantra takes all that out of there. They're on Main Street in Bluffton, right across from the drive-thru from McDonald's. Uh, go in there, South Adams, Belmont. Uh, lots of the uh, local schools uh, have lots of Team Mantra wear, and they have lots of selections of many different things. And... Uh, they're a fine sponsor for this program. One last thing before we get off. Your lovely bride, Jessie, at Heller Nursery. She tells me there's just a few Christmas trees left. And if you hear this on the radio, stop in this week. And you can get your Christmas tree at half price. There's not many left, so stop in and get it at half price. Tell them AJ sent you. It's my favorite sponsor on the show. <laughs> Mine too. I'm sure it is. <laughs> so with that, we've wrapped another uh, radio segment of the Haggard Stefan Hershey's Eld High School Wrestling Weekly, and we're going to go into the podcast session. So I'd like to thank uh, all of our fine sponsors that help bring wrestling to you on the radio on Sunday nights. And uh, I'd like to thank Steve Rouse for sitting in for us. And now we're going to go into the podcast section, and we'll see you next Sunday night. So we're actually on a podcast, so now if you tune in to WDE Podcast, we're gonna go, it goes right into it. There's a little bit of music playing, but uh, Tim Smith going to come sit in here and get that headset straightened out for you. And uh, Tim, as a former coach at uh, Jay County High School, how do you think this young man who's not a Jay County person has come into Jay County, and uh, has, how's he performed as a coach at the Jay County Patriots? I can't say enough about Eric. I mean, I, I just—it's unbelievable what's happening in the. I, I'm just so happy for them. I can't believe South Adams was dumb enough to let them leave. You know, I mean, that, that's <laughs> what I always thought. What were they thinking? Oh my gosh! No, Eric is just—he's just fantastic. Their loss is your gain. Absolutely. No, I mean, I, I've been waiting for this. You know, I've stayed away from that program a long time because I didn't want to screw around with whoever was trying to do what they were doing and. By gosh, they're running now. I mean, it's exciting. You know, I talked to you at the gas station in the morning every now and then, and you said that uh, you've had an opportunity to actually maybe get back into that room a little bit. Uh, have you reoriented no, yourself no. with that program? No, no. I, I, it's for the, you know, for, I actually would honestly say to you for 29 years, I thought nothing about it. But I have been more excited in the last two years, and I thought a lot. I even talked to Eric about being a volunteer coach this year, and, he told me there's a bunch of stuff he had to fill out online and all. <laughs> and Jim's like, what's online? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
it, you know, I am so tempted, but my God, Rex, it's been 30 years, and these guys are doing a fantastic job. I thought the last thing I want to do is go in there and screw things up. I mean, I just want to sit there and support them any way I possibly can. You know, in the old style that I got, I might make a suggestion now and then to, to coaches. I won't talk to the kids because I don't want I don't want two things on their mind. I want their coaches <laughs> telling them what they're doing. But they're just – it's just fun to watch them. My goodness. I mean, I, I'm excited for them. I'd like to see more throws, you know, a few more cradles. <laughs> but, a lot more cradles. <laughs> I know that uh, we talked um, a little bit about uh, – last week with coach barry humble who's in the south adams room once again and uh, coach jesse gaskell brought him in it's like he doesn't want him to be a technician and he told him he said i want you to be the the doctor i want you to work with their hearts and their minds and uh, kind of be that mentor and th that's a role that barry's very good at you know he he was here last week and just being around barry i mean he just exudes confidence and uh, just really a love of the sport still after 50 years and uh, he's kind of brought that to that room you know if you get that kid that uh, maybe needs a little bit of help uh, mentally as far as getting himself settled down I mean having a mentor like that in a room I mean that guy's not going to help you work on double legs or half Nelsons but uh, maybe he's going to get you in there and he's going to talk you through some situations you might be having in life that uh, are more important than wrestling right now well I mean I just said it tonight when we were sitting around the table I said you know that the old saying that uh, athletic is uh 90% mental and 10% physical. And I said, how about, how's your practice go? It's more than likely the other way around. You know, 90% physical and 10% mental. And I said that, you know, if, if I was, was uh, you know, Bruce uh, texted me uh, Friday night about the scores that they had. And I think he was the first one he sent me. He said, they won 56 to 30. And I said back to him, I said, 56 is great. 30 is terrible. <laughs> what, what the hell is happening? And you got are you overmasked or you got kids not getting off the back? And we talked a little bit then about what it means to wrestle. And in some cases, you just have to have that courage. You know, you have to understand that the third period is about heart. You know, and if you can, you can, you can take a kid who's not necessarily good enough to win the match and keep from getting pinned. And in the team, that makes all the difference in the world. You know, AJ and I, a uh, couple of years there in a row, we were watching guys on a Belmont squad get pinned way too easily. Oh, yeah. And, and we, we just, you know, you almost have to turn the headset off and, and kind of have a, some words to yourself. But it's like the only thing you have to get with the coaches. And it's like you have to tell these kids, and I don't know if it's just heart or it's mind. Or if, it, if you're going to get pinned and you get pinned by a stud, you get pinned by a stud. That happens. But if you get pinned by a guy who's not as good as you are, that means that something's happened there and you need to work on that. I mean, there was, I, mean I was not pinned until I was a sophomore in high school, uh, sophomore in college. I mean, I got, I got pinned in college twice, but I wrestled probably 400 matches prior to that and was never pinned. I, I, maybe it's just me, but I don't think you should get pinned. Oh, I understand that totally. Uh, you know, I was even saying the night the that, we started at Jay County. When Jay County consolidated, five schools came together, and none of them had wrestling. And so first five to seven years, our practice was about staying off your back. <laughs> you know, it was we really, we did. I don't know if we ever worked takedowns, you know. And we then, worked cradles. Yeah, we worked cradles because they would. That was the one thing I thought you could pin on a superior wrestler, you know, with a cradle. I still believe that. Uh, but the uh, we really had to work hard on getting off our back and not being pinned. And then, as we went along farther, we got by '82. We were doing more takedowns, and by '87, we were a takedown machine. But 
I, I tell you what, these kids, the, the real thrill for me, <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for this, but they got, they got two kids on this team. They're sons of mine, they're, they're my wrestlers, and they're, they're so much better than their dads. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be Pat Rowles and Bruce Wood? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. But Coach Meyer, I mean, we, we talked a little bit about your girls' wrestling program. Um, there was kind of a unique thing uh, early in the season when probably the first ever all-girls dual meet that uh, filled most of the weight classes between uh, Jay County and Columbia City that came down to like a eighth-level criteria decision from a, from a tie. And that's the kind of thing that I want to see girls wrestling competed at that level and have the same sort of team backing and following that uh, the boys wrestling have. And is that too much to ask? I don't think so. I, I think that... You know, we, we talk about sanctioning girls wrestling, and I know I, I've read some things about elite-level girls uh, not wanting that sanctioning because they want to compete against the boys. Um, I think, personally, that, that's a little bit short-sighted because I think that the, the girls wrestling is improving so much that if, if we do sanction it, I think it's just going to take it to another level uh, because you're going to have girls at that elite level, and then you're going to have girls that are starting to work up to that elite level, and then, and then you're going to start building depth. Um, I, I, I think that the sanctioning part's important because then that requires the IHSA to match the, the state tournament series that the, the boys have. You know, so once you start having that carrot at the end of the, you know, end of the stick, then I think that I think girls start seeing that. They start seeing the, the events. They start seeing the success. And I think that you start building programs. But you've got to get coaches to buy in, uh, you know, at all the schools, and I, I don't think we quite have that yet. We have a lot of, we've got a lot, and those coaches are having success, and you see their numbers grow. But we don't have all the schools yet, and I'm not sure how we get there. And I think one of the other parts of that is that uh, if you're going to have a full girls tournament and a full girls schedule, you're short on referees. I mean, if yep. boys wrestle Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Girls are going to have to wrestle Monday, Wednesdays, and well, is that's what you do. Or you run two mats, girls, girls mat on uh, girls' mat and the boys' mat. Well, you still need officials. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then or JV. along those lines, our elementary duels that we had this year, there was an official there, and he sat down with one of the, the kids that we had working the table, and he talked to him for about 15 minutes about officiating, about how, you know, once you get done with school, uh, you go to college, you know, that's an easy side gig. And uh, I think if officials continue to do that, every chance they get, they talk to our wrestlers about that. I think that you're going to pick up some more um, wrestlers that convert over to being officials once they graduate. As an old official, I always look at the coaching staff, and they have 12 coaches, and I'm thinking, you know, three of you guys would make really good referees. You don't need 12 coaches in a room, and you make more money refereeing than you do coaches because that number six, seven, and eight coach, he ain't making money. He's not on the staff. He's just their volunteer. He's but, also not getting yelled at all the time. <laughs> but you know, Rex, when you officiated, Coach Smith coached, I wrestled, there would be full JV matches before the varsity matches. Mm-hmm. You could now do a girls' match, varsity boys' match, or vice versa on given nights. You know, we had uh, Coach Jimmy Lynn on last week, and he has one of the elite female wrestlers in uh, Giuliano Ocampo. And you guys were talking before the match, just, uh, before we went on the air, that uh, she wrestled the number one ranked 106-pounder at 4 in semi-state and beat him the other night. Mm-hmm. 
So is she getting the respect that she needs? I think she's getting it. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't get to see her wrestle the other night, but I did go on online and watched uh, some matches of her on YouTube, and uh, uh, she was throwing girls around right and left. Now, Coach Lynn said that if it comes down to sanction and they had to make a choice, she would wrestle a boy's full schedule because she is their 106-pounder, and her, her aspiration is to be an Olympic wrestler, and she knows that she's not going to be tested at the girls' level as she will at the boys' level. What's your thought on that? Yeah, I, I totally understand that perspective. You know, as a... You know, a girl that's an elite-level wrestler right now, that's where she's going to continue to improve, to wrestle elite kids. Um, but y- your hope is at the girls' level to have them wrestling each other, you know. And, and I think that's the way you, you build it. You know, and if you do sanction a girl sport, I think that gets your numbers boosted up where they need to be because if they come out and said, okay, we're going to have a girls-sanctioned season – you're not going to have to wrestle against boys. I think some of the reason that girls are not coming out is because they were wrestling boys and they were getting hammered. Mm-hmm. And they were, yep. it was not exciting and not fun for them. But if you take and tell a girl, look, I'm going to have a girls team, and you're going to wrestle six girls tournaments all season. And if you want to wrestle a boy, you can. But if you don't have to, if you don't want to, you don't have to. Right. And that's what we've done. And I, we had the girls in our room last year, and we had, I think, nine or ten girls. Well, maybe it was eight girls. <laughs> And I talked to them at the end of the season. I said, hey, you know, you guys did a great job this year. You, you practiced hard. Do you feel comfortable in the, in the room with the guys? And I talked to a girl, you know, she placed in the top four in the state, and she told me she didn't. And I was shocked. I, I thought, you know, they're wrestling. They're doing a great job in practice. They look comfortable. And uh, I, I thought, man, if, if we could have a separate girls' practice, what would that do to our numbers? And it boosted our numbers by five more girls. Uh, so I, I'm hoping that that, you know, we continue to grow and to continue to move in that direction because of that. And I think uh, I talked to some of the, uh, I talked to Coach Harper at uh, Penn who has had, sometimes he's had like two full girls teams up there. And, and because I think Sarah Hildebrand has had a little bit of influence on that area because she's a elite athlete uh, wrestling at the Olympic level. But I think he said that he's set up and he's got a separate girls practice. He's got a girl, a full-time girls coach. Mm-hmm. They have a different area. They do their own practice. It's like, you know, there's times if uh, somebody wants to come in and have a match with a boy, they can. But for the most part, it's two separate. It's two separate sports: girls' sport and boys' sport. Yeah, and the other thing is, that, you know, I I I didn't see the uh, the early evolution of guys wrestling, you know, but I assume that it's similar to where girls wrestling is right now, where, um, you know, two, three, four years ago, whenever it was just starting, you would see. There's a lot of headlocks, a lot of headlocks and a lot of rolls. And now you kind of see it evolving more to where the technique is similar to the guys and where, where girls are, you know, they're starting to defend against those things. And the technique just seems more solid now. And I think they'll continue to, to evolve in that direction. You know, the other night I saw um, uh, Andrea Hernandez wrestle for the first time. She popped down ahead, hit a duck under, stepped into an inside trip to a takedown, and she had five takedowns in the first period, and they're all different moves, mm-hmm. different good technique. And it's like that's what you want. You don't want two girls just out there kind of wrestling around like, but the technique, if you watch the freestyle women's for the United States yeah. Olympic team, Helen Marulius is one of the best technicians you'll ever watch. I don't care what, what uh, you know, gender she is. I mean, her technique is phenomenal. 
yeah, women's wrestling was every, every bit as entertaining as the men's, I felt, yeah, in the Olympics. So, um, Tim, back in the day when you were coaching, did you ever think that you would see girls wrestling come to the level it is right now and hopefully to the next level? No, and, and I would say in the freestyle wrestling that we did, I probably lost more boys that lost to a girl in the fifth and sixth grade and, and so felt so bad about it, they never wanted to wrestle again. You well, know, you, you remember uh, Tony Hutchins, yeah. um, those two girls from uh, Wapahani, the right. Leon and Leanne and Lori Stout. Yes, um, they dominated him, mm -hmm. and he was a pretty good little wrestler. <laughs> Back in the 80s, two girls from Wapahani. And I think the, the crazy thing is that you have girls that, you know, they would come out for the boys team in, you know, say 10 years ago, and uh, they might get, you know, beat up in the, in the boys um, duels or in the, in the practice room. And now you've got girls that are sticking around that, that, you know, love the sport and are placing it at state and are, you know, there's college scholarships available now. I, I, I think it's awesome. We have, a, we have an elementary girl that's going to be outstanding. Well, you know, you think about wrestling like that is, to me, for the girls especially, what other sport can you actually put, you know, anywhere from 106 to 200 pounds? I mean, I mean, girls' sports are cross-country, you know, volleyball, basketball, and it seems like it's a certain size woman or girl yeah. Yeah. that fits that category. And if you're not that size, you're probably not going to be successful. But in wrestling, you you got the opportunity yeah, to go so there. That's and a good any point. size any size girl can get out there and 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 be a part of it. And then you know, touching on sanctioning there is, uh, you know, wrestling is the most has the most physical contact of any sport that we have in, in the IHSA, and that's the sport that we say girls are wrestling guys. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you said, hey, girls are going to play basketball with the boys, everybody would be like, why are we doing that? But we say yeah, that's okay with the girls. And we're not doing it whenever we have 30-plus states that have sanctioned girls wrestling. Isn't that – I mean, it seems crazy to me. You know, I think we – Dane and I, with this little program, whether we have, uh, have gotten the ear of the commissioner, Robert Falcons, and uh, he calls in on occasion, and uh, he'll be a guest here in a couple weeks uh, for on a call-in, but uh, – we push him hard every year. It's like, you know, we need to make a commitment. We've, they've kind of set a goal post, and they said, okay, when this many girls wrestle, maybe. And when this many girls wrestle, maybe. But uh, I think we're there. I mean, yeah. they talked uh, the other day that the, they had a tournament the other day, and there was more girls at this open tournament or this uh, scheduled tournament as there was at the regionals. And they had always talked about, well, if they get 350 girls participating, I think we're way over 350 now, aren't we? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we have tournaments where there's – I thought they had close to 200 at the tournament this past Saturday at Lebanon. So that, that, That's a perfect example back to the radio portion when you said, how do we grow the sport? And we were talking about the JV and the open tournaments. That's what we've done with the girls, and look how it's grown. So if we want to grow the boys, let's take those JV matches and run them like we're running the girls. You know, there, there are a lot of sports that to save on transportation for – buses it's like if the girls soccer team is playing when woodlands boys are playing the girl i mean they'll they'll bring them on the same bus and they'll they'll play the the one game before and one game after or they'll play them at the same you know if they're playing baseball and softball at two fields i mean if they want to do that i mean bring the girls and the boys and say we're going to have a dual meet and it's going to be boys and girls you bring your boys team bring girls team and uh, i've been to Columbia city a couple of times now and 
as they had a mat over on the side. And uh, Columbus City, who has a, a lot of girls on their team, they had uh, Indianapolis Brebuff and somebody else, and they had a girls' dual meet that was going on at the same time that the boys were going on, and, and it was very well supported. We had Brebuff up at Jay County, what was it, last week, mm-hmm. for a girls' dual meet. You know, even back to that, why can't you do 106 girl, 106 boy, or vice versa, back and forth through the whole duel? Well, it's going to be the point, and I know that, that Dane and Dane's a huge proponent of it, uh, that uh, we will carry the girls' state wrestling finals on the radio. I mean, there's no reason why we shouldn't carry the girls' state wrestling finals. If, if you're going to have a girl compete at state finals, take that state finals just as serious as the boys' state finals. Absolutely. I mean, there's no reason not to. Absolutely. Well, with that, guys, uh, it's been some great talk here. Uh, it's, it turned into Jay County night, old reunion night. Uh, <laughs> so we got the, the old coach from Jay County, the new coach from Jay County, and a couple of wrestlers from Jay County. And uh, I think you guys turned out the, the food was good. Uh, your, your buddies have all left you for right now. But uh, for the most part, I think it was, uh, it was a great show, and we appreciate you guys for coming on. And, Annette, thanks for sitting in with me on uh, Saturday. And also uh, let me know for Monday on Monday night for Thursday night show, if you would. Yep, I sure will. Look at that work schedule, see if I need to head to Michigan or not. So with that, I'd like to thank all of our sponsors to help bring this program to you on a weekly session. And uh, probably a couple of days this will be up on a podcast. So I'd like to thank Steve for sitting in uh, for the podcast session with us. And we'll be back next Sunday night at 7 o'clock here on the Haggard Scepter Hershey's Hill High School Wrestling Weekly.